the sunshine, on the water so fine. Ooh, see the waves fall. Don't you know the wind's offshore? Don't you think it's time to raise a toast to the crafty beers of the Sunshine Coast? Yeah, crafty beers. Hello, ale adventurers, Saison sippers and rye rooters. I'm Paul Taylor and this is In Pursuit of Hoppiness, the podcast about craft beer on the Sunshine Coast. Now, if there's one thing that I've learned about the sunny coast after moving here more than, what, 40-odd years ago, it's that things do get busy for locals come the school holidays. I mean, we are a destination of want, aren't we? We get very, very busy. And I forgot that, didn't I? So for the recording of this episode... I arrived a little bit late because it was the school holidays and I was a little flustered as well. My first guest that morning was Daryl Cook from Sunshine Brewery. Then I recorded Craig Masterton from Heads of Noosa and, well, he was early to the scene. So the voice you hear pop up a couple of times in this episode is that of Craig Masterton. He's a great mate of Daryl's and he stuck around in the studio for this interview. So here's me and Daryl Cook from Sunshine Brewery with a cameo appearance from Craig Masterton from Heads of Noosa. We are all in pursuit of hoppiness. Ooh, the sunshine on the water so fine. Mmm, see the waves fall. Sky is blue and the wind's offshore. Now's the time to raise a toast to the crafty beers of the Sunshine Coast. Yeah, crafty beers. <sighs> Daryl Cook from Sunshine Brewery. I first met you, although you don't remember, and I don't expect you to because I was just a punter. My son took me to this new brewery in the industrial estate and I said, there's not a brewery in an industrial estate at Maroochydore. Don't be silly. Who would do that? Lo and behold, I went to the industrial estate and Maroochydore around Fisherman's Road there. That's it. It is Fisherman's Road, isn't it? Yes, it it? is. And you were there. Yep. You must have been a year old or something like that. So when did you start Sunshine Brewery? We opened to the public May 2017. Okay, but I bet there was a bit of stuff going on before that. Oh, yeah. You have just, because I whinge that I've been in the car for too long, you've just cracked me a tin of beer. Vespa. Yep. Very extra special pale ale. (laughs) Righto. Cheers Um, to you. Nice pale ale, single hops, citra hops. Why is it a pale just pale malts and just sim- simply letting the hops talk. Okay. So it's an Australian-style one, lots of malt, Okay. Um, not too bitter. And called it Vespa just because Vespa's a, a name that we all know because of the and little Italian name. Very extra special pale ale. Yeah, gotcha. <laughs> well, well, cheers to this very extra special pale ale, which is nice and cold too, by yes. the way. Crafty beers. <sighs> Gee, it's, uh, I'm, getting all, I'm getting all pro now. It's, it's nosy, isn't it? It's mm. really not. It's floral. Yes, and fruity. Yep. Citra hops, lots, mm-hmm. of, lots of citrus notes. This is my take-home beer, this one. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. really good. What's a citra hop? What's that? It's a hop out of America. Yeah. Um, not overly aggressive or bitter, mm-hmm. just lots of fruit flavours, mm-hmm. especially in the later hop editions. And I know that you will talk about other things Technically, but I love to know the alcohol percentage. This one's five point two percent. Okay, so that's a that's a nice that's a nice yeah. one. And I know now that I have a thirty year old child and a twenty eight year old. They both talk about yeah, oh, it's one point two, it's one point four standard drinks, which I just don't, I don't, I don't do. But I guess you know about that too. Do we, you know what this is as a standard have to drink? Know. I think it's one point. Hang on, I have to one point six. I think one point five. Right, oh, no. And good too, worth yeah. every worth every bit of it. So you started in when did you say 20... 20, 2017, May twenty seventeen. So we've just turned over five years old. Congratulations, cheers. 
going really well. Yep. So they're very small. We're going through a fair bit of growth right at the moment. Really? We have been very small. What, come out of COVID and, and you think there's more action going on or is it just that you guys have decided you're going to go? Th- uh, you're going to grow? No, more action going on, more demand. Um, through COVID, of course, we all suffered there. Uh, we consolidated everything and we were struggling to supply enough beer just out of our own premises without yep. going any further than that. Um, so we had to upgrade and, and double the size of our brewing capacity, which we did November last year. Um, and now we're being able to get some beer out to bottle shops and a few other bars and cafes and things. But we've still got a very high demand through our own premises. So most of your booze are sold at your at own your premises. over the counter. Yep, yep. And certainly all the specialty ones that we do are only available at the brewery. Right. So if you want to try something new, something different, it's only going to be there. From my memory of of your place, and I've not been there for a year or so, I remember Craig. Yes. The brewer. Yes. Always like a mad scientist, almost. A little bit. He's yeah. getting a little bit of relief at the moment because two weeks ago we put on another brewer. Right. Who is actually releasing Craig to get other things done that he needs to get done in the brewery. So I've written him Craig's <laughs> list. He's not very impressed, but he has a lot to do. What, what sort of other things need uh, to be done? This is interesting. What sort of other things need to be done in a brewery other than brew beer? Fixing pumps, uh, building mezzanine floors, just making a whole infrastructure work. Right. Which has been his task as well as brewing in the past, but now he's being relieved. So how many people can you hold for a, a lunch or a, when you're busy? You, What's you a full com- house? Comfortably, with plenty of room to move, about 80 people, up to 100, but that's getting a little bit tight. And the so, mezzanine's going to change that? No, the mezzanine's just for us in the brew house for storing more cans and products oh, really? and packaging materials and getting it out of the way. Okay. Yep. So I've jumped ahead a bit there. So so what? So what? you're from New Zealand? Yes. And yes. and uh, Craig is not? No, he was born in Sydney, grew up in the Redlands um, in South Brisbane there. How did you two meet? Actually, we were working together in my previous business, mm-hmm. Furniture Removals and Storage. Mm-hmm. Sort of headed off, always been good friends, got together about 12 years ago, 13 years ago. Yeah. We hooked up as partners. Yeah. And when I sold the business, I was looking for something else to get into. We uh-huh. were brewing at home in my garage, and um, this was sort of a natural idea. Set up a microbrewery, just a little something little. And he said, yep, I'll come and do it with you. And that's how we kick-started. And then we had a whole lot of equipment come our way secondhand uh-huh. at the right price. And we had to find premises. And uh, we set up, I was living in Noosa at the time. Craig was living at Pacific Paradise, Majimba. So hence we set up in Kalua and Merchador. I just spent, as I mentioned, two hours in the car with my wife. That was enough. No. How do you spend <laughs> all of this time? I've been married 31 years. Love it to death. <laughs> two hours in the car is enough. How do you spend 24 hours a day with your partner? It, it's really, we've worked together for 26 years, 28 years. Wow. Um, I'm always the boss. So that's easy. <laughs> Does he know um, that? Is he yes, aware of that? He, he will tell you exactly the same thing. And work is quite separate from home. So it's not difficult. Not, not difficult. You can't tell me you don't talk about work at home. The only thing we talk about work at home is, oh, what about this beer and creating a new one? Okay. And then I'll start quizzing him, oh, what's that going to smell like, taste like, look like? And then we start building a recipe around what his answers are. Right. That's about the most of the work discussion is at home. One of the first things I noticed about your place when I visited there with my son back in, I wish I knew when, it was, would 2017 be too early? 
Yeah, probably. So 2018, say. Did we have a lot of stuff around the place? Oh, no, it looked great. It looked fantastic. And I also saw Josh Donoghue from the brewery tours there that day as well. And lo and behold, we've we've done him on this podcast as well. He's been a great help, actually, for getting all the brewers organised and stuff like that. So a shout-out to Josh. Um, And uh, one of the things I noticed was you had a silhouette of a female surfer on one of your cans, which my wife was very taken by. Uh, Is that still going? What what beer was that? that that was Kalea Pale Ale. Mm -hmm. We haven't done that for a few years now. Mm -hmm. Um, We had the silhouette of the female surfer now on the bar mats, Uh (laughs) so she's still there. (laughs) Okay. In reclining position, waiting to catch a wave. Right. Um, our brewery probably is a little bit different from others, and that does have quite a female bend. Yes. Um, probably because of my influence. Yeah. Um, also, we you can of, often walk into our place and you find as many women in this area as men. One of the things I've noticed since I've been getting stuck into the research, i.e., going to uh, craft breweries, is that. There are there, <laughs> there are a lot of females. Yes. And the research that I read about tells me 45% of craft beer drinkers are female. Yes. I don't know if it's 45. Look, the stats are the stats. I'm not going to say they're wrong. I reckon that's pretty close. Maybe it's I see 40, 60 or something like that or, you know, of female male. It's certainly a lot of women drinking craft beer. There is. There is. And one of the things I've noticed too, almost without question, every single craft brewery I've been into feels like it's welcoming to everybody, i.e. families, kids, everybody. It does not feel like a dingy pub that I'm used to because I'm a 57-year-old, used to growing up where it was 18 and over and sticky carpet and uh, uh, craft breweries do not have that atmosphere. Not not at all. It's definitely a community base. So you're attracting every person from the community, from the youngest children who can come in there and play and mum and dad can have a drink and feel the kids feel safe and they're part of the the whole community. So you kick off uh, at around that 2017 mark and you have, what, maybe four beers you you would start it off with? We started off with uh, four taps when we very first started. I think there's 13 taps at the moment, plus another little Pluto gun on another Mandarin, so it's on in the back room at the moment. Right. Um, So there's always... And now Craig's going to have more time. We'll have another four taps on there very soon. Okay. And a Saison is a style of beer, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. French farmhouse style. Ah, right. Which means what? It's more European influence beer. It's French farmhouse beer or Saison was traditionally made as a harvest beer. So after harvest, anyone that's involved in the harvest would come in and have a beer after harvest. Okay. That would be that beer. Do they have some characteristics that are certain to the to yes, saison? Very much so. It can be quite sort of funky, what we call funky in the industry. Um, and the esters and everything from the yeast that you use create a very distinctive European note to the beer. Right. Which is not always to Australian palate, but it's I made this one because it, I like this beer. <laughs> a, a, a European note being being what stronger smell or, or? stronger smell and the the particular flavour that is typical of a, a Belgian style. Or French style of beer. Mm-hmm. Um, it's quite yeasty, quite from the yeast. Okay. Um, and we've actually added mandarin peel to this one. So okay. Funky. It's yeah. Clear to look at. No orange. Orange. Mm. Wow, a saison. So you had your four beers. How do you know what to do? Do you just trial and error with what you keep and what you leave? What you leave and, uh, behind. And what we. What feedback we get over the counter from people visiting the cellar door, sampling the sales. There's one beer we've made called Hop Therapy, and we've made (laughs) six different types or versions of it. Mm. And 
we've got to the one version using mosaic hops and it outsells that every other beer out of the 12 taps every month. So wow. we can't not have that beer on tap right. because that's public demand. So that's that's one that's always going to be there and we'll keep going. Gosh, okay. Yeah. Uh, what about those darker beers like a like a porter or we, uh, we do always have a dark beer on tap, just usually one, sometimes two, mm-hmm. and we switch it up all the time. So we might have... For Valentine's Day, we might have the Red Velvet Porter, which is raspberries and chocolate, mm-hmm. sweet, dark beer. At the moment, we've got a Crafty Fox Porter, which is made with Styrian Fox hops from Slovenia, mm-hmm. and they throw sort of blackberry notes in the beer. So there's sort of an underlying herbaceous sort of blackberry note with the beer there. It changes all the time. One of the things I also remember about visiting you when we had a chat with you uh, back then was I think you'd just come back from Tasmania. Does that ring a bell with yes. you? Yes. Yeah, we'd been down to the hop farms in Tasmania where we get some of our hops from Right at Bushy Park. Is that important to know? For, for us, it's very important. Before we opened the brewery, we went to New Zealand to Gladfields Malt mm. and went through their whole malting plant and developed a relationship with, with Doug and Gabby Michaels, who've got Gladfields, and really got to know them and how they produce their malt. Mm-hmm. The, one of the things we love about their malt is it's always consistent quality. It's a little bit larger than the Australian malt mm-hmm. traditionally. And also they don't blend their barley. So the barley or wheat that comes from the farmer, they can trace the stuff we get, we can trace straight back to the oh, farmer sure. that grows it which to us was fairly important, and also their values and ethics are the same as ours. So it was sort of a natural, and me being Kiwi, of course I want to support Kiwi, natural sort of progression to be using New Zealand malt. Do a lot with them. Righto. Uh, the Tasmania tri- trip, though, was... Uh, w- w- Developing um, a relationship with Hop Products Australia. Yep. Sourcing and getting to know more about the growth of the hops. Yep. And actually being able to walk in the hop fields and pick the hops and rub them between your hands and all day smelling hops. Oh. It's a pretty good craft beer scene in Tasmania, yes, isn't it? it is. Very, very much so. Why? Got such wonderful raw materials right uh-huh. at their doorstep. Uh-huh. So, yeah, and growing. Why is the Sunshine Coast such a thriving craft beer scene? Maybe we all like to drink beer. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And and maybe because it's the Sunshine Coast. We've got 21 breweries on the coast now, so there is a lot. Mm -hmm. And I think it's become a bit of a tourist attraction as well, Mm -hmm. Um, and I'm sure my colleagues in the industry will support on that, that people do come and they do go and visit all of us, and we all encourage everyone to visit each person. Yep. You have a map on the bar with, here's your trail. Yes. Stay here for, for five weekends and do four breweries every weekend. Yeah. You know. So uh, the Sunshine Coast is growing. We know that. I've seen by the traffic this afternoon. Yeah. Are you growing? You've mentioned oh, your... Yeah, definitely. Absolutely. Every year. And is this forced upon you? Would you like to stay small or are you keen to get bigger? We probably won't get any bigger than we are. We've doubled our brew house size in November last year. So what are you doing now? Leaderage, yeah. Actually, I haven't worked it out. It's probably around 60,000 litres a year. Okay. Around there. So and and prior to big. that, no, prior to that was even smaller, of course. Yeah, a lot smaller, less than 40. So that's that was, so, that's boutique, right? Yep. Yeah. Yep. And it's still very much hands-on, very hand, hand-operated. Yep. Everything's very manual. Mm-hmm. Um, we've got no push-button systems except for the temperature controls, about the only push-button system we've got. Right. Everything else has got someone's... Is that important to to, to you? Because there are other styles of breweries out there, aren't there, that are becoming more automated. Yes, yes, and and they need to because their production targets are a lot higher than ours. Gotcha. Whereas while we're staying small, we can keep it that way, 
keep control, smell, see, hear, everything. So does that mean you get it wrong every now and again? Occasionally. Yeah. And we have, I'm sure everyone else would say that they've put some down the drain, which <laughs> saddens the hell out of you, but you've got to it do happens. it sometimes. You'd You're rather right. do that than have your name on it. Yeah, so, right. Okay. Then that's important too. Okay. So so 60,000 litres, you reckon uh, you have were or you're at now? We're about now. Okay. Yep. And that should see you for, what, five years maybe? Yes, although now with New Brewer on our hands, that's probably going to increase with without having to increase our um, actual equipment. Yeah. Because he'll turn things over a lot quicker than oh, what we were. Okay. Yeah. I'm told a brewer was a hard come by. Yes. Yes, we are very, very fortunate. And oh, don't worry, we know it. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's lovely to hear. Yeah. 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 So in the future, there's no... You're at this industrial estate at Maroochydore. There's no possibility of you moving from there. That's your base. That's our base. Um, we've invested fairly heavily in, in setting up there. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's actually a huge residential area within very close proximity to where we are. Yep. And they all, we're their place. Yeah, right. They all come, They're local. come to us and every week. So there's no way we'd move. We've put 90-odd solar panels on the roof, uh-huh. so that's another good reason to stay there because we're trying to be as power efficient as we can. Uh-huh. There's often on the weekends I notice there's a food cart, a food truck yeah. outside. Is that Wednesday, still going on? Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Yep. Um, food vans out there servicing the industry because there's no food in that small industrial area. Oh, so right. That all the industrial area uses that as well. So it's good. Works, Bit of music. Works for the food van. Very rarely, we're not a music venue, uh-huh. so occasionally we'll have a local muso who might come in and want to jam. Mm-hmm. We don't encourage ourselves as a music venue, okay. and we're certainly not a music venue. And with your expansion, does that mean you have to alter your canning as well? Yes. Um, we, we, at the moment, we have a mobile canning plant come in. Yep. Um, so we have all the beer ready in tank, and he just brings it all in on trailer. We set it all up and do canning runs. That'll continue for a while yet, mm-hmm. but we're looking at ways of doing a bit more packaged product for sale just from the brewery mm-hmm. of our limited release things. Mm-hmm. So when there's only you know, 200 litres or something, putting it into cans so people can take it home and enjoy it, especially if it's higher alcohol because you can't drink and drive, and then take it home and enjoy it, but only have it available at the brewery. That's so really, that's really uh, bespoke, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Beautiful way to go. Yeah. Yeah. Daryl, what a pleasure it is to meet you again. Enjoy a Vesper with you, a very extra special pale ale, ale which was beautiful, by the way. I drank it far too quickly. I do uh, have another one for you. Oh, lovely, lovely. Actually, well, oh, what got have you couple. got there? What have I've you got? got? hop therapy. Yes. Well, let's just crack this before we finish. Yeah. Oh, look Quite at well. the uh, tin is beautiful as well. <laughs> it's a feature hop mosaic. That's the one. That's the one that outsells. Every other beer on tap. Okay. And the so mosaic meaning there's the more than one. The mosaic hops. Oh, right. Oh, yeah. okay. It's delicious. Another American hop. And oh, then, it's stronger in colour, isn't it? Yeah. Look at that. It's an English style English style IPA. Mm-hmm. So quite malty. Reasonable level of bitterness there. One you can session on. The smell isn't as rounded as, as the no. Vespa. Uh, but it's clearly stronger in colour. It's and, a bit lighter in alcohol, 4.8. On that note, how beautiful. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers to you. Thank you. Thanks for listening to In Pursuit of Hoppiness, made possible by Visit Sunshine Coast. If you want to learn more about the great craft breweries in our region, crack the top off the Visit Sunshine Coast website and look for Australia's craft beer capital. And if you want to listen to more episodes, you can get them there too.